Hello ladies, if you are fed up, confused as hell, or just over all the drama around weight loss, you are in the right place. My name is Bonnie LaFrac and I am your host here at Unfuck Your Weight Loss, where I help you make weight loss easy, achievable, and even fun. Because what is more fun than becoming exactly who you want to be in the body you want to be in? Let's take the shame and bullshit out of dieting and weight loss and lose the weight for the last time. Ready? Let's go. Hey, welcome back to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. I'm Bonnie LaFrac, and we're talking all about fat loss. My tips for fat loss. In fact, I'm probably thinking this is a two-part series, maybe three. Maybe we'll do all of January all about how to actually lose body fat. And that I want to say as a long-term goal, not as, hey, let's just spend January losing body fat <laughs> and then we'll be fine. I, uh, the, the tips I have are really things that you can choose to incorporate into your life and make it who you are. Let me also be clear that you could disagree or things that I suggest do not work for you or do not work for you now. And that is totally fine. I think in order for us to be not confused and not overwhelmed about our own weight loss journey, we have to kind of come back to ourselves, right? And to, to really give ourselves credit that we do know what to do. Just because Bonnie says or somebody else says, this is what you have to do to lose body fat, maybe, right? Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. My philosophy um, has served me well. It has served thousands of clients well, and I have lots of different programs. Um, but ultimately, you're an individual. So you're going to want to figure out what is going to work for you. I just want to frame this that I'm never about like, now we're doing fat loss and now we're not. I'm always thinking about fat loss. Always. And, you know, maintaining a good body composition where I feel good, I function well, my clothes fit, um, I like what I see in the mirror. And some of that, you know, is also my mindset. Because I could stand in the mirror right now and find a long list of things that aren't perfect, but I still like it, okay? Because I like myself. So I want to think about, if I'm going to do fat loss long-term, here's how I frame it. I think about it as tightening up my plan or loosening up my plan. I'm not this like all or nothing, like on a diet, off a diet, you know, uh, restrict everything, overeat everything. Uh, I used to be that way, which is why I really think about this idea. And you can just sort of imagine tightening up your plan just means being more intentional, having more awareness, being more mindful, getting back to the standards I hold, right? The protocol I follow. Loosening up my plan might be, you know what? I'm going on vacation. It's the holidays. Uh, it's the weekend. I just need to, I'm just taking a, I'm just taking a little break. Okay. Doesn't mean I'm throwing everything away and I'm eating my face off. It just means, you know what? Tonight I'm going out with friends or whatever, and I'm not worried about it. I'm not packing a, you know, my pocketbook doesn't have purse chicken in it. I'm not really too worried about finding something on the menu because I always, I always order exactly what I want. So imagine for you tightening or loosening your fat loss over time. 
that's it. Just like dials. We're just tightening and we're loosening according to, you know, our schedule. Or if like you were sick, right? I'm not going to tighten things down and be like, I can only have protein and vegetables and I'm fucking dying. (laughs) No, give me the chicken noodle soup with the extra noodles. Okay. That being said, I'm going to go through my 10 fat loss tips, right? And whether you want to call it fat loss, you want to call it weight loss. I called this podcast Unfuck Your Weight Loss because I think weight loss resonates with most of us. As a female who has been in the diet world a long time, we're very much used to thinking about losing weight. I need to lose weight. I should lose weight. I hope I lose weight. I need to, all this weight loss stuff. Fat loss, I think sometimes implies sort of a sciency tilt to it. Um, And I'm not going to go deep into the science of fat loss, but I am going to talk about how to have a fat loss lifestyle, how you can live and still eat and still have a good time without this sort of all or nothing. And some of the things that I will have on my list, 10 things today, maybe you already do. Maybe you'll nod your head to, or maybe they just don't work for you. And then in subsequent podcasts, I'm going to go a little bit deeper with some maybe higher level um, types of tips. I'm definitely going to tackle intermittent fasting and what is wrong with that um, and, and how, to, how I think uh, it could work for you, but not in today's podcast. You'll have to tune in next week. Okay, here we go. Number one, real or whole foods versus processed foods. I know you're like, yeah, duh. But here's the thing. One of the ways people kind of get off course is think, well, if it's real food, if it's whole foods, then I can eat as much as I want. And that is not true. That's where I think uh, some of the plans like paleo and Whole30 and low carb world and, you know, all this just eat meat and vegetables. Well, you still could overeat. However, when I do eat real or whole foods, I'm probably going to be more full. I'm not, you know, processed foods means that they're so, they're so processed that they're just very easy to digest. There's nothing for your body to break down. So if you want to live a fat loss lifestyle to be in a body that has less body fat, we're always going to be looking at food quality. Okay. I'm not near as obsessed as I used to be because that was unsustainable to be like freaking out over every food label and, you know, have to carry food with me everywhere because, you know, God knows I wouldn't be able to find what I wanted. But by and large, if we, you know, even 75 to 80% of our meals are focused more on real whole foods, we're going to do okay. All right. It doesn't have to be a hundred percent in order to be Uh, something that works for you, something that gives you the body composition you're looking for. Number two, and this is part of my philosophy, and I think um, you can decide if you, you want it to be part of your philosophy. The goal is to eat as much as you can and lose body fat, not eat as little as you can. And the reason I put this on here, because I think it's something to remind yourself about, I know a lot of us want fast results. We want instant results. We want results yesterday. And in fact, you know, dieting is all about restricting your calories and eating less and you can't eat too much. And, you know, we've picked up all kinds of different ideas that, you know, the perfect amount of calories for a woman is 1200 calories when that is simply not true. Um, And it does take a little bit of time to figure out where your sweet spot is. 
Now, of course, if you're always going into highly restrictive diets and fad diets and really, you know, all or nothing, you might, your body might be set a little bit lower. And it does take a little bit of time for your body to acclimate, to be like, oh, she is feeding us. We're not starving. We're going to get quality food. If we can live in this way where we eat up to our threshold, right? We can eat just to the point where we're still losing body fat, but we're not under eating. That's gold right there. Okay. So if you are a person, right, raise your hand. If you're like, I would like to lose body fat, that's going to be key for you. Don't go get into the, don't fall into the habit of over restricting. If you're like, what are you trying to say? Don't, (laughs) don't try to get to weight loss by over restricting, unless that is something you're going to be able to do long-term and PS you can't. That's why diets fail. Number three. All right. Fat loss versus weight loss right? Fat loss versus weight loss. I, yep, could have called this podcast Unfuck Your Fat Loss. Um, but I do think because as women, we, you know, women and diet world, diet culture, we're so used to thinking about weight loss. I wanted to use words that sounded familiar. Ultimately, fat loss is the goal. Whether or not you think it is, it is. And here's the thing. Fat loss doesn't always show up on your scale. Even the scales that you know, try to tell you what your body composition is, those aren't necessarily accurate. Fat loss, um, you've seen these pictures, right? Where they'll show 10 women and they'll say all 10 of these women weigh 150 pounds and they all look vastly different. Um, And I want to offer you that if you are someone who really wants to unfuck their weight loss, think about fat loss versus weight loss. Try to reimagine your relationship with the number on the scale. I'm not telling you to not use the scale. If you want to use the scale for data, if you can have that reasonable relationship with the scale and not use the scale as your feeling-o-meter, right? It's not, the scale doesn't tell you your value or your worth. You're not every day adjusting up or down based on the scale. That's nonsense, right? That's, that's inconsistency. That's like, oh, if the scale is up, I don't eat lunch. <laughs> the scale is up, I don't eat all day. If the scale is down, now I can eat lunch. That's nonsense. That's right there. If that's your struggle, you're not alone. I'm assuming a lot of people struggle here. I see women all the time just quit, literally. They quit on their goals. They quit on themselves. They ghost. And just like uh, the scale went up and I just cannot deal. And if we can neutralize the thoughts you have about the scale and really focus on what it would be like to focus on fat loss, right? To fo- And what does fat loss look like? Well, in the mirror, you start to see more defined muscles. Your clothes fit looser. You can see it in the mirror. You can feel it. And that's a long-term plan, okay? Number four, let's get more into strategies because I know you're like, wait a minute, This all sounds like mindset. All right. I firmly believe whether you eat three meals a day or four meals a day or 62 meals a day, you want to anchor every meal. And again, if you still want to call them snacks, that's fine too. Anchor your meals with protein always. So even if you're like, but it's just a snack. Here's the thing. If you grab a handful of crackers or you grab that apple, yeah, ultimately calorie wise probably works out great. 
not a problem. In fact, you might eat less calories in the crackers and more calories in the apple, but ultimately we could debate which is better, which is worse, whatever. Here's where they both kind of fall into the same bucket is that they are what I, I kind of I want you, this is my photograph, my memory, right? My brain shows me a balloon, right? I call this like an untethered carbohydrate. It's my blood sugar starts to go up, which is what I wanted it to do with the food, right? When I get really hungry and my blood sugar um, is starting to go low, I eat that apple or eat that, those crackers. But the problem is without the anchor of the protein, I'm going to probably set myself up for a cycle of up and down blood sugar. And why is that a problem? Well, because it's up and down insulin and then up and down cortisol and then up and down testosterone. It's like sets off a whole cascade of hormones um, that ultimately have me not feeling great and also storing body fat. Okay. So think about if you're going to have a quote unquote snack, think protein first, like what part of the snack or the meal has protein and then go from there. Now, when I build a meal, this is how I build it. And again, you can definitely, you don't have to agree with me, but this is what works for me. And this is what works for my clients. Okay. A, right. We talked about the protein anchor a with protein. Then I do like to have vegetables as, as often as I can. And I know sometimes on the run, on the go in your car, whatever, that might not be the meal with the big ass salad. That's okay. Let's pretend this is the meal with the big ass salad or the big ass plate that has a ton of vegetables. So protein, vegetables, like those are like the base of the meal. And then for me, uh, if I'm going to add starchy carbs, that's next. So whether that's like rice or that's a baked potato or a sweet potato or, you know, couscous or quinoa, um, or Hey, if you're having French fries, like, or bread, that's where that fits in. And then I guess French fries technically are not a starchy carb. Take that out. Um, and then we get into fats, things like if you're going to have butter, if you're going to have oil, if you're going to have bacon, um, I know bacon, you're like, well, that's a protein. My like, oh, it's as much as, as much a fat. That's how I build a plate, right? That works for me. And the reason I put fats last, first of all, your protein probably has fat, right? If you're eating a turkey burger, if you're eating salmon, um, unless you're eating something super lean like egg whites or you know, shrimp is pretty lean. Um, tuna, if you, there's zero fat tuna, like there are things you could eat that don't have added fat, but ultimately because fat has nine calories per gram, it is very easy to overconsume calories when we're drizzling oil all over our salad or, um, you know, drizzling oil all over our roasted vegetables. It's going to add up. It's not free food. And I know in the last couple of years, it's been very popular, this whole, you know, fat is good for you and keto and healthy fats and all that stuff, but you can definitely overdo it. So if you're going to add fat, um, then I would just probably measure it. You might also prefer fat. I personally, in case you wondered, don't love the mouthfeel of a ton of fat. Like I just, it's not tasty for me. Um, I like to chew my food. I like to, you know, have something to actually fill my body with the volume. Um, and you could argue, but you know, extra fat is so sati satiating, but it is not for me. I would rather spend my calories on, you know, vegetables, proteins, and starchy carbs. Again, that's where I would go. 
you might be realizing if you've come out of keto, you've come out of low carb, that it was actually the amount of fats you were consuming that was making fat loss actually harder, right? Because it adds up calorically. Okay. Also, when I think about building a plate, and I've taught this in other programs, um, think about building your plate like getting dressed, right? And protein is pants. <laughs> so you don't go anywhere without your pants, unless you want to be arrested, of course. So I think about uh Protein is pants, vegetables is your shirt, your starchy carbs um, are like your pocketbook, your belt, right? It's not as much as, it's not as big as the pants or the shirt. And then fats are things like earrings and your watch. I know you're like, oh my gosh, this is Garanimals. Exactly. That's how I thought it was Garanimals. Um, is, is like a visual on how to build a meal. Um, and, you know, speaking of pants, <laughs> number five, um, Wear your jeans, people, ladies, wear your jeans. I know like I've probably, I think I mentioned this during, um, during the pandemic, there was like a full year. I was like, I don't think I put on anything other than workout pants. I didn't go anywhere. There was no, you know, right. I didn't leave the house really. There was no social engagements. And so I wasn't wearing jeans. Um, that's something I think that could be really helpful, especially if you have a weight loss goal and maybe you have a pair of jeans you want to get into, put them on every now and then. Decide to put them on once a week. Maybe especially if you're not going to use the scale, maybe every Monday morning as you put on the jeans or you keep those jeans out, right? So that you see those jeans that you want to get into. And if you have jeans that fit now, make a practice of wearing them. You know, I you know, being in the fitness industry, I feel like I live in workout clothes, um, you know, so that in the middle of the day, I can go for a walk. I could lift some weights. I could use my rebounder. I could, you know, that I'm wearing workout clothes. Could I do those in jeans? I could. Um, but I really do think wearing clothes that are form fitting is very helpful. It really helps you um, be more in touch with your body. When we have stretchy clothes and elastic waistbands, we do lose track of, am I full? Can I feel my body, right? And I think wearing jeans, like I was thinking about January, a January called like, um, you know, like a, they have dry January as a goal. I wanted to have a challenge. Maybe you guys are up for it. We'll call it January. <laughs> I know you're like, you're so cheesy, Bonnie. January, we're going to wear, we're going to put on jeans every single day in January. Um, I've already, what well, today is I'm recording this, uh, it's January 2nd. So I put on jeans yesterday, January 1st, I'll put on jeans today. All right. Moving right along. You're like January. Oh, that's ingenious. All right. Number six, we want to really prioritize muscle. If you want to have a fat loss life, a fat loss lifestyle, you always want to think about prioritizing muscle. And how do we prioritize muscle? Well, one of the ways we do it is definitely prioritize protein in every meal. I would prioritize strength training. Now, you've heard this before, but I let me tell you this too. Strength training is not this, again, all or nothing. It doesn't mean every day I have to strength train. Or when I do strength train, I, it has to be for an hour. It has to be hard. It has to hurt. I've got to do you know, 300 sets of a thousand reps and I have to sweat and I, my, my eye watch has to say X, Y, Z, none of that. In fact, for most of you are female and over 40, 
I'm going to caution you against doing that, against overtraining. And I will, I will definitely get more into that next week. But I would really look at two, three, four days of strength training and not make it super complicated. Keep it really basic. Don't feel like you have to change the workout all the time. You don't. Basic lifts. Okay. Um, my clients inside Self Made uh, have access to all different kinds of programs. Um, same with Self Made Society. So if you're listening and you're already inside Self Made, you know you've got library upon library of workouts. If you're in Self Made Society, um, which is my newer membership program, we have workouts in there as well. Um, I know sometimes our brains make it like I need the right workout. I need a different workout. I need a special workout. I need someone to write my workout. And as somebody who's been, you know, strength training, who's been working out for 30 years, um, there's nothing more. I mean, I love writing workouts, but I'm going to tell you, don't overthink the workouts, but do really think about if you're not strength training, start with two very short workouts a week. And by short, I mean 10 or 12 minutes of strength training. And that could be very simply um, body weight squats. That could be um, some overhead presses. You could use, you know, two or three pound dumbbells. Or if you have cans of food, if you have a water bottle, I mean, you got to start somewhere. Don't, I think that's what keeps us from taking action is we're afraid it'll be too hard. I'm not going to be able to do it. I will fail but you won't. You just got to take the baby steps because we want to preserve muscle. Muscle is very inherent to, you know, that body composition. And we don't want to be always dieting and dieting and dieting and losing our muscle mass. Okay. All right. Number seven, here's, here's the thing. I know sometimes we want somebody, like we think we have to subscribe to a kind of diet, a certain plan, Um, I got to be keto or I got to be low carb or I'm vegan or I'm this or I'm that. And you can, right? You can stay in a sort of lane that feels good to you. But I want to encourage you, and you've heard me say this, but if I'm tightening the, I'm rotating the knob to tighten on my fat loss, you know what I do? I write down everything ahead of time. Or if I'm resistant to that, then I'm definitely going to keep a food journal. That's what I do when I want to tighten things down is I want that level of accountability. I want that level of mindfulness. That's the intentionality. Otherwise, I know sometimes we think, well, I know what I'm doing or it's in my head. And then a couple days later, it's gone, right? We get distracted. Oh, I, you know, ate off my kid's plate. So I guess, you know, that's over, right? Keep a food journal. Do that. Hey, this is a perfect month to start it. Uh, today, I think you're listening, it's January 4th, right? We don't have to like start everything on a Monday. We don't have to start everything on the first of the month. You can start whenever you're listening to this right now and being intentional with your eating. I'm telling you that that this one tool alone is going to help you with your fat loss, okay? One of the ways to really also frame journaling and why sometimes I think we resist doing it is that we are judging ourselves, right? We're so like, oh, well, that's a bad food and I don't want to write it down, right? What if we just did it out of mindfulness and not 
in a way that we're policing ourselves, that we're judging everything, that we're just writing it down, that we're going to be curious. If I did eat off my kid's plate, what did I eat? I'm just going to write it and I'm going to figure out what was going on. Was I hungry? Had I not sat down and eaten myself? Did I just have like a momentary, like, uh, I don't, I don't want to waste food. I don't want to keep throwing away food. Food is so expensive. Like figure that part out. And you know, if you were hungry, why not then decide before I clean the kids plates and clear the table, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to have enough to eat for myself. Planning in advance does help us decide ahead and gets over sort of this um, decision fatigue that hits us all. I don't care who you are. If you're a human, by four o'clock in the afternoon, you don't give two fucks. By six o'clock, less than that, right? Eight o'clock, it's game on. And so by planning ahead, I've already decided what's for dinner. And it doesn't have to be so specific, right? It doesn't have to be, well, it's, you know, um, Southwestern spiced chicken on arugula with this, that, and the other thing, maybe it's just you're definitely having protein vegetables and a side of rice, right? Or whatever it is. Or if you're having pizza, you just plan it in writing ahead of time so that at the end of the day, when you are tired, there is no eating off the kid's plate. There is no eating the cupcakes your kids brought home. It's just whatever's on my plan is what I committed to. If those cupcakes look so good, then I'll plan cupcakes tomorrow. And just abiding by your plan. It just makes it so much easier. Number eight, speaking of a plan, I do think if you want to live a fat loss lifestyle, then we do want to be able to assess and evaluate without the drama and judgment. And your, if you keep a food journal, that's a great place to assess. Um, again, how do I tighten up the plan and how do I loosen up the plan with intentionality unless I'm willing to assess it and evaluate? Um, and it could be really simple at the end of the week. You take a look and you say, okay, what went well? What didn't go well? What could I do better next week? Or what could I do for next week? How Do I want to make any changes for next week? And I caution you to not like pick apart every single day, um, you know, and say, oh, every single day I have to make a change. Maybe at the end of the week, maybe, you know, you take some time on Sunday um, or Monday morning just to, you know, set yourself up and evaluate, okay, Last week, how did it go? Does this work for me? What could I do differently? Right? Without, not like, oh, the scale is up or down. And so, you know, my plan is radically changed. Again, if we look at fat loss, like as a lifestyle versus a diet, this is going to be just so much easier, right? It's, it feels less like punitive, like less like homework and more about being, a uh, person who prioritizes herself and is very intentional about her own health, her weight loss, her goals, her life, right? It's just how you probably put a lot of energy into, you know, planning your kids' events or doing something for your boss or work or your business, right? Is we want to have that level of intentionality with ourselves and assessing and evaluating this part of it. Number nine, commit to simplifying right? If you want to live this fat loss lifestyle, it's not, you know, and I get it. Like sometimes uh, we do get an idea or we see a recipe and it, you know, looks like something great. Make a, make a simple version of it. Don't get so wrapped up in, I don't know what to eat and I don't know what would be good. Is this good? Is that good? I, I don't know. You do know what to eat, right? You do know how to cook chicken. Even I know how to cook chicken, 
right? Or I know where to get cooked chicken. If you can really simplify, and again, there could be a time like around the holidays that you do if you're somebody who likes to cook, right? Maybe there are times where you do spend hours in the kitchen, you know, prepping and cooking and all of that stuff. But maybe for most of the time, you're just plating your meals, right? You're, you made a batch of meatballs on Sunday. Now for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we know we have the meatballs on the zoodles, or we have a meatball sandwich, or we have meatballs and pasta, or we just have meatballs and broccoli. Like, think about it that way. Just plug and play and keep it so simple and not get so wrapped up in everything that's happening in January, right? It's, it's so, it's crazy. Like it's, it's already just the first couple days of January. I've seen literally 18 Planet Fitness commercials just today <laughs> in two hours of like TV um, early in the morning, the news. I've seen Jenny, like my kids, we went to the local plaza and they're like, oh my gosh, there's a Jenny Craig. I'm like, oh my God, it's everywhere. Nutrisystem. Um, let's keep it so simple, right? If you have to turn off the TV, do that. Don't get sucked into the new year, new me means something other than these sort of fat loss basics. And speaking of basics, number 10, basics. Basics always work. Your brain <laughs> is going to tell you basics are not good enough, right? There's got to be something more. You're, you're holding something back from me. And I'm not. I really, really not. Basics for me, walking. I, if there's one gift I could give to you, it's walking. If you could walk outside every single day, that's the way to go. Now I know like some of you are my neighbors here in New England. It's not that fun sometimes when it's like 30 degrees and cloudy and crappy. Gloves, a hat, a coat, get out there. Um, I don't advise walking in the dark. I don't advise walking in scary places, but if you could get out and walk, that does a lot for your body. It's very low intensity working out, um, but adding a daily walk, even if it's 10 or 15 minutes, is good for you. Water. Again, you know these things. You're already like, oh, eye roll. Give me something else. Isn't there a magic pill? Water. Drink water. Doesn't have to be a gallon of water, ladies, right? If, if you're drinking zero water now, what could you do tomorrow? Could you drink eight ounces? Could you use... Um, I don't know what do they have out there. Uh, I think there's a sugar-free extend. There's um, a drink additive called Stir, um, Mio. There's a ton of these uh, drink flavorings. Add those, okay? If that makes water better for you, seltzer water. Tons of seltzer water out there. It's a whole industry. Drink that, okay? Even if you're like, but I still like my diet soda, great. Drink half the day diet soda and half the day water. Okay, you don't have to give it all up in order to still put the basics in. Just because we're adding the basics in doesn't mean we have to take everything out. Sleep. You got to sleep. I have an aura ring, O-U-R-A. I don't know if that's something they've heard of. Um, it's been, you know, impactful to um, see about sleep. If sleep is something you struggle with, maybe that's the priority is getting to bed earlier, winding down, turning off the electronics, maybe taking melatonin, um, or, you know, they, there's a, a variety of different magnesiums you could take. Finding ways to like 
turn everything off at night. Don't, you know, don't get that. If you get that second wind at night, it is not good. <laughs> you might be like, oh, well, I get so much done and I have to wait till everybody's asleep. If you're getting less than seven hours regu regularly of sleep, you're probably going to find the pounds are creeping on, right? It is affecting your levels of hunger. It's affecting your blood sugar. It's affecting your overall health, right? And of the basics, figure out what, what one thing you want to focus on right? We can't do all the things, but find the one thing. Um, I listed under basics. <laughs> it went walk, water, sleep, and poop. <laughs> poop. P-O-O-P. How's your poop? Are you pooping? <laughs> I know now we're getting sciency, but I would prioritize having good digestion. And if it's not good, what, what do we need to change about that? Do you need more vegetables? Do you need less vegetables? Sometimes when we try to overdo fiber, it actually makes things worse for us. Do you need to research a good probiotic? Do you already take magnesium? I would make sure that you have good digestion because otherwise that is affecting, you know, your overall health, but also how full or how hungry you feel. Sometimes when my clients are telling me, but I'm just not hungry, they haven't pooped in three days. Like, we don't want to do that. If you even eat three times a day, that's not, you know, three days of not pooping, that's nine meals. That's a lot of food. So those are basics for me. Um, there, are, you know, are other things that um, I could throw in there. But honestly, you didn't come here to get a list of more stuff, right? So I would, you know, I'm going to recap this for you. And then you can decide like what works and then I'll, I'll meet you back here next week and we're going to go a little bit deeper. But we covered, um, number one, real and whole foods versus processed. If I can make the majority of my, my, you know, intake real food, I'm going to. Number two, really think about eating as much as you can to lose weight, not as little. So really kind of getting rid of that over restricting because over restricting, right? It, it helps us lose weight sometimes, but we lose it in the form of muscle mass. And also we get into this sort of all or nothing, this like over restrict, overeat, right? It is really, it really comes down to sometimes like on track means I over restrict and off track means I overeat. And somewhere down the middle is the right place, like Goldilocks and the three bears. This one is just right. Number three, think about fat loss versus weight loss. And that means really being willing to, if you're going to use the scale, to not let it be the determiner of your success, right? Keep going with your fat loss. Keep going with your goals, regardless of the scale. Fat loss isn't always going to be seen on a scale. Even if you're like, but it has a fat loss percentage, a bullshit, I'm calling bullshit on it, right? We'll see fat loss, right? You'll wake up in the morning and you'll see, is my stomach flatter? Do I, do my jeans fit better? Is, you know, is my face looking leaner? You'll start to see it. The scale doesn't tell you everything. And if you want to have long-term weight loss, it really is about living a fat loss lifestyle and not being dependent on the scale. Obviously I could talk about this all day, but number four, anchoring your meals with a protein. Um, and really thinking, you know, for me, it's, goes protein, vegetables, starchy carbs, and fats in that order. Overeating fats is where I see people make a ton of mistakes. And I can just thank Keto Lifestyle for that. If you put fat on everything at nine calories per gram, it adds up quickly, okay? And to me, I personally don't like the mouthfeel of just eating fats. 
I like to actually chew my feet, chew my food. Um, number five, get into those form fitting clothes, especially jeans, 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 jeans. If there's a pair of jeans you're trying to get into, put those on every week, every single week. If you put them away, hide them away in your closet, it just out of sight, out of mind. You forget that you want to get in those jeans and now we just buy bigger jeans. If you have jeans that fit now, wear those regularly, right? Don't wait for the once a month outing, right? Put them on as often as you can. Number six, muscle, muscle, muscle. It is all about, if you want a fat loss lifestyle, it is about prioritizing muscle and it doesn't have to be ultra grueling workouts, hours a day. It doesn't at all. In fact, if you're a woman 40 and over, you're going to benefit by actually not going to that extreme. Um, some strength training, prioritizing protein. Um, I will say, um, I wasn't going to add this in, but thinking about prioritizing muscle, if you wanted to find, if you wanted to add creatine to your supplements, um, that would be a good one. It's great for women. Lots of, it's the most widely researched supplement probably to date. Um, if you have any questions or concerns about supplements, I am not a doctor. I am not recommending you do things. I'm merely suggesting you look at them and even speak to your doctor if you're worried. But if you want to prioritize muscle and creatine is actually great for your blood sugar as well, that's probably something I would think about. Number seven, get the pen and pencil and write down what you're going to eat in advance. If there is one thing you can do, um, especially if you're in this like, I want to lose body fat. I want to lose weight. And we want to tighten up our plan. You can't tighten what you don't see. I would not leave it to your brain. Um, and it's so much easier than using an app. I'm not knocking macros at all, but it doesn't take very long. It takes five minutes max in the morning to say breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Here's what I'm going to do. Even if it's vague, if you're like, well, I don't know, it's like a work lunch. Okay. Well, they're probably going to have protein and vegetables. They'll probably have bread. They'll probably have carbs. I mean, you can pretty much, even if you don't know if it's chicken or salmon, you could probably decide ahead of time what it's going to look like. Don't let your brain tell you otherwise. Uh, speaking of journaling, number eight, assess and evaluate without drama and without judgment and figure out what needs to, what is working, what's not working, what could you change, what would you change, do you need to change anything? right? doesn't have to be big sweeping changes, folks. Little things. Number nine, simplify all of your meals. Simplify your workouts. Let's just not get, just not indulge in drama. When we feel overwhelmed and confused, it's not because fat loss is overwhelming and confusing. It is our brain making it so. Sometimes our brains indulge in the drama of confusion and overcomplicating and I need 90 recipes. You know why? Because our brain actually doesn't want to do any of this. Our brain is trying to protect us from failing by failing ahead of time, by making it so fucking complicated that we don't even get started. If I don't start, I can't fail. Bullshit on that. Make it so simple. Okay. I simplified things with microanimals eating. <laughs> <laughs> if you recall. And then basics, folks. Basics always work. That's why they're called the basics. And oftentimes, again, because our brain is loving to like complicate things that I need a, I need a special diet, I need a special workout, you really don't, right? If we can walk, if we can drink water, if we can sleep, if we can poop, we're kind of doing it, okay? And again, 
let's get away from I'm on a diet, I'm off a diet. It's January, I'm on a diet. Let's just think about January, right? New year, we're just turning up the heat a little bit. I'm just turning the knob and tightening things up a little bit. I'm taking a look, I'm assessing, I'm evaluating, I'm being more intentional. Not just going on a diet only to like fall off the wagon in two weeks. Let's, let's decide if we're going to have a resolution that we will never again say I fell off the wagon. I'll never say again I got off track. It's just we, we're going to create a lifestyle. We're going to create a fat loss lifestyle that we never have to fall off of, right? We don't. We don't fall off. If we choose to jump off, that's okay. We're just going to be really honest about it. All right. That was probably more than my team wanted me to say at 40 minutes. A um, couple things. If you have not yet joined Self Made Society, what are you waiting for? Come on already. You know why? Because my discount code is going to expire this weekend. It is, and you can't get it back. I'm sorry. It's special 37. The word special with the numbers 37. Um, and what that code does for you is one, you don't have to pay an enrollment fee. So you save $197 right off the bat and you save $20 off your first month. This is a membership. You don't have to stay for any particular amount of time. However, the longer you stay, obviously the more you get, right? So this is a program where we're constantly adding every month new material, new resources, and new calls that you can get on and you can coach with me inside Self-Made Society. Seriously. Self-Made Society is not me personalizing something for you. You don't necessarily need that. I think a lot of us just need to, you know, hear, hear what I'm doing inside this podcast times 10. That's what you're going to get in Self-Made Society. And you could do it alongside any program. You want to be keto, you're a vegetarian, you want to do Jenny Craig, great. You want to do Noom, I don't care. That's fine. What I think all diets are actually missing is really that mindset piece, that level of sustainability and focus and the mindset, right, of like, I'm not on a diet and off a diet, but I'm creating a lifestyle of health and fitness and wellness and fat loss that I'm not, I don't need to quit on, right? I don't need to take a, I don't need to take a two year break from it. I'm not going to lose weight and gain it back because I'm becoming a person who loses weight and keeps it off, right? That is what self-made and self-made society is all about. That is what I am all about. And I invite you to be all about that too. Okay. I hope you have a wonderful week. I'll see you next week with part two of being a, being inside the fat loss lifestyle. All right. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. The next step, of course, is to take action on something we discussed because implementation beats information all day long. If you enjoyed this podcast, thank you for being here and please leave a review wherever you tune in for all of your podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Looking forward to dropping all the F-bombs with you next week. Have a good one.